We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land in which we record this podcast today, the Arakwal people of the Bunjalong Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums-to-be and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here Here we go. go. Hello, Jade. Hello, Sophie, and all our bumpies listening. Happy 2024. How are you going? I've missed you. I've missed you too. Hey, we promised each other we would have new recording gear. We had all these promises. They've been left empty. We have come in hot. We've got daycare. No, we've got school drop-off from you, Sophie. We've got me coming from an airport. We're sweating like mad women, but we're here, and I don't think it's ever going to change. No, I I almost want to apologize up front because you guys don't know what you're getting today. We don't know what we're getting. We haven't seen one another since pre-Christmas, which is pretty unheard of for us. We haven't really caught up on what's been happening. And as you said, I had first day of school and preschool drop-offs this morning. I'm feeling so nervous. It's like it's my first day on the job. I had full-blown Sunday scaries leading into this week. Just the thought of, you know, like we got home from overseas and did an over nighter with the three kids, which at the time I was like, this is so much easier than a day flight. You don't have to entertain anyone. Then when you kind of roll into the next day and the parenting continues, I was all of a sudden like, fuck this, give me a day flight, I think. Because then at least a day flight, you're like the entertaining on the plane is hard, but then you like roll into the destination, you go to bed, you wake up the next morning, you're ready to go. Whereas I had this weird situation and I want to ask the listeners if they've had this before. So I ended up being what I thought was so tired the next day that I spent the afternoon vomiting. And ever since I've gone through hyperemesis, it's like my body knows too well how to vomit. Like sometimes I'll even brush my teeth and I'll like gag gag and, and sometimes it will even lead to a vomit. And it's like my body has become so used to vomiting that it's just, it's like mechanism that it goes to. Anyway, I put it down to the fact that I was so tired. We'd done this flight overnight. I know, woe is me. We went overseas. I'm not complaining, but you know, like I was so tired. I started vomiting. And then I messaged my friend and she said, Hey, we're due for our period. And last month before you got your period, you got a cracking headache and you ended up vomiting. Anyway, boom, I shit you not three minutes later, I went to the toilet and I had my period. And I am so worried that now instead of getting PMS, my day before period thing is so two days before I get stabby, like I could just stab someone. The day before, I'm scared this new thing has started where I get 
where I vomit and I have a headache. And I honestly, the only feeling I can describe it as is you feel like you're pregnant. That feeling of pregnancy where you feel hungover, so tired, like someone's squeezing your head with like two pillars of concrete or something and fully started vomiting and couldn't keep any food down. And I was like, I can't do this every month. I've done enough vomiting. I've reached my threshold. I I reckon we'd give it. We'll give it six months. We're going to have four, four more vomits in us to see if it works because I think that it's coincided with a lot of crazy, crazy times. activities and yeah. times. I remember going overseas when we had Mia and Billy and they were, I think, like two and one, ridiculous. Anyway, long story short, I had that migraine that just did not go away and when we got to where we needed to be, I just spewed because yeah. I was just like parenting and being tired yeah. and hormonal. It's just a lot. Yeah. So, because like for those that don't know, we went to Japan and it was the most incredible. Let's start there. Yeah, we can start there. So we went to Japan for Christmas? two weeks. How are you? Oh, Christmas was so long ago. I can't even yeah, remember. So I can't even remember if we had any funny stuff. That was so 2023. Yeah. No, we had a great Christmas. We went to Melbourne. It was this perfect circuit breaker, I think, to mark the end of the year and the start of the holidays because we were in Melbourne. We were staying at my parents' place. I said it on last the last episode of last year when I go home I regress I become like a toddler I don't know how the washing machine works I don't know how the dishwasher works I don't know where the vacuum lives like I just I turn into a husband really I turn into a husband when I go home and it was great it was so relaxing the only thing I had to focus on was the kids but there were still extra hands around to help like it it was really great and relaxing we were down there for a week and then we came home and I was kind of ready to be in our space again like ready to not be sleeping with Nick in my like childhood bedroom that's right next to my parents bedroom that kind of vibe and then we were just home for a few weeks and then we went to Japan. Before you say Japan I'll say that I also went to Melbourne around the same time and I'm just going to call it I'm never doing that again. Christmas and traveling no thanks. Nah uh, I'm not doing it. It was exhausting taking the kids everywhere and just being like I don't know if it was just seeing everyone and catching up when you live in a different area when you live in a different area and you like are going back to your hometown it's like you want to squeeze in every single person because you know you're probably not going to be back for a while and by the end of it even mum like we all just got on the plane we're like fuck this is just not happening anymore yeah. we're done we're just going to make it really easy on ourselves well Stay Nick on. and I are toying with the idea of going away for this Christmas but mm. somewhere where no one is because part of me is like well if I'm spending all that money on flights I may as well be going on holidays <laughs> go to Aspen go to Iceland I think that I think Aspen might be a little little out of the budget but anyway then we did go to Japan for two weeks and it was such an incredible holiday but it was go 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 we were in Tokyo for a week and we were doing I don't even know how many kilometers of walking a day and generally like we had a double travel pram with us plus a carrier but you've always got someone's on you, someone's refusing to walk. And look, we push the kids. Like I don't blame them because we push them to their absolute limits. We were out for dinners, up early. It was so incredible and they were absolute troopers. And then the second week we went to the snow and – As I said before, I don't want to be one to complain because it was so fun. And when I look back, the only thing I think of are the epic memories. But that 
is like parenting to another extreme. The amount of conversations you have about layers. Like we live in somewhere that's generally a warm climate. Mm. Like in winter even, if they refuse a jumper, you're like, whatever, you'll be fine. I'll bring it with us. If we head outside and you, you decide you're cold, I'll put it on. So these kids are used to like not wearing shoes, not wearing jumpers. You know, they never really get caught out in weather. Anyway, all of a sudden I'm trying to explain to them how thermals are like something that goes under clothing. It's not a piece of clothing, but they're like, no, they're uncomfortable under track suits and I don't want to wear gloves. And then the minute you get outside, they're playing with the snow with their hands. My hands are freezing. I'm like, yeah, you know, those effing gloves. I told you, I don't want to wear a beanie. Mom, my whole body is cold. Oh, my legs are tired. I don't want to walk as you're literally walking uphill on this like snowy, slippery. Anyway, it was just so funny. Like majority of it was complaining, but then those glimmers of just like epic times made it all worth it. And it was so fun. And we were with my mum. She was an absolute godsend. Like it was so great. Yeah, how was that? Because you went with your brother and your sister-in-law. So we were with my brother and sister-in-law most of the time, not all the time. And when we were in Tokyo, we weren't staying at the same place as them. But my mum poor love was staying with us the entire time and she is great she was so excited because she has never been skiing never been snowboarding so a snow destination is not something that she would have ever chosen Mm. as her holiday so she was kind of like this was so great because it pushed me to go to a place that I would never have gone to otherwise and then it was great for us because it's not like when there was a good snow day she was like oh no please let me go out on the (laughs) slope she was just like yeah I'm happy to look after the kids so so it was great, but I will say by I reckon midway through the second week, my kids just decided too many adults, too many people telling me what to yeah. do, and I'm just not going to listen yeah, to anyone. And I think they get like that out of routine anyway. Yeah. And so you're there trying to be like not yell in their face. Do you know where you are? Do you know how good this holiday is? You're freaking getting to ski here. The snow's dumping. Be effing grateful, you spoiled little brat. But then you have to remember, like, they don't know what gratefulness is yet. You know what I mean? Like we try and be like, this was really amazing. It was a great opportunity, but like they don't know that. And it is a lot. And you're dragging them in all these layers up this hill. They're cold. They're hungry. They're learning how to ski and like, you know, their feet are sore. My feet are sore. Like the whole thing, but it was literally midway through the second week. They were just like, nah, fuck off. There's too many of you being told what to do too often, stop talking to me, I'm no longer listening. And it was it was funny, but it was just it was just the best. Would time. you do it again? I feel like that was probably the oldest for a while that I would do it with Pearl. Yeah. Pearl literally spent two weeks in a carrier. Yeah. Her feet barely touched yeah. the ground. Every single nap, I think, except for two, were on the go. She, Yeah, I think she had like two cot naps while she was there. She was a trooper. But I think if she was any closer to walking or was walking or any further into that like toddler yeah. stage, I just don't know that I would be able to do it. And so I think I would probably wait until she was more like two before I'd do it again. I think we're pretty honest on this uh, podcast. That's why a lot of people listen to us. And look, we've done our fair amount of traveling with kids and I've said it before and I'll say it a thousand times. Harry and I reached a point last year, we had an epiphany and we were (laughs) like, we are not traveling with our kids unless it is to Fiji, camping or 
a smaller destination purely because we are exhausted. It's expensive. They don't remember. And also, (laughs) I don't want to travel with you at this age. Like we sat there when we went to Japan last year and we were thinking about just Mia and Billy and we were like, maybe nine and ten brilliant because they can follow you around but then we thought about Yumi and I was just like absolutely not now this is because we are like we love traveling we love doing things but I just feel like sometimes everyone's different people travel with their kids everywhere all the time like Nick and I love it like we love it for me absolutely pick your battles like for me it is going camping and let them run wild it is going to Bali and just doing whatever you want or Fiji where you're all having a time and it's not exhausting and even then it's exhausting that airport transition is brutal even last night I was watching all these parents in there and I'm not saying oh I don't do that I do travel with my kids I get it but we have chosen to do it in a different way because it's just not worth I, the stress I got the a lot family. of messages being like okay so how does it compare to Fiji and I was like there is no comparison. no comparison I was like Fiji is a holiday I need a holiday from my holiday and, and I'm not getting travel. a holiday reckon- I'm not getting a holiday from my holiday I'm getting returned to work kids starting school, school for the first time hard school drop-offs which we'll get to and still suitcases fucking everywhere the house is a mess there's shit everywhere but I'm like you know what that's winter gear we're never gonna wear that where we live so that can just go to the back of the laundry what pile. I will say about it which is freaking fabulous is all the bloody stories that you get with it like yeah. I only remember the migraines the headaches the vomiting um losing my bags I've got a lot of stories to tell for this trip <laughs> and I didn't even have kids on this trip but there are so many memories that you do make regardless of where you go wherever you I'll, go yeah this is the last story I'll tell of this trip because I know hearing about other people's holidays really isn't that interesting it I is totally if something funny it. or bad but we, well we had tell this us something uh, bad well I'll tell you something bad afterwards but we had this one afternoon where it was the first time that Poppy skied with us like it wasn't just on the magic carpet oh. like tiny little hill That's thing she came up the mountain she came up the gondola we went to this place for lunch that you can only access like if you're skiing so like we could not have taken her otherwise And I was, I think I knew because it was leading into her starting school this week. I was literally skiing with tears in my eyes. I, it was just, just one of those moments where you're like, I can't believe I'm here doing this with you. It's like, I have these moments recently where I'm belting out Taylor Swift in the car with Poppy and Goldie. And I'm like, oh my God, all of a sudden we can enjoy the same things. Mm. It's not like I'm doing this thing for you because you're a kid, but the only person getting enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Don't you reckon you reach? Sharing Taylor Swift. Yeah, there's these things that all of a sudden there's these shared joys and it's not so often as a parent your joy comes from your kid having fun. But this was like I'm having fun, you're having fun, we're both enjoying it. This is designed for both of us and it was just such a cool moment and I'm going to say this once and once only if anyone is selling Taylor Swift tickets to anywhere. If I could take Poppy, it would be a dream of my lifetime, so please hit me up in the DMs. But the the bad story is I had a stack on this literally basically flat green (laughs) run. I was trying to get around. No, I was trying to get around this kid that was learning to snowboard and I didn't want to take him out, so I took myself out instead. And I literally, it literally happened in slow-mo as both of my legs came around me on either side I was just ready for both of them to go 
And I got up and I was like, no, I think we're fine. Anyway, I think maybe I've broken my thumb because it was only a little bit sore, but it's still swollen. Can you see how much more swollen that thumb is from that one? No, because I, I poked my eye out on the way home. <laughs> so you can't, can't see anything. Anyway, it's still so sore. Pearl had a shocker of a sleep last night and every time I lifted her out of the cot, I had to kind of like hold my breath. But I'm like, I don't have time to go get an x-ray. I don't have time for a broken thumb. So I'm choosing to ignore it and moving on. But please tell the listeners, you have just done a child-free trip to Bali. We promise this episode is not all going to be about travel, but just let us laugh it up. I need to hear, while I was getting 17 layers on my children and they were complaining they were cold, even though they weren't wearing the beanie, I'd told them to effing wear. (laughs) How was your kid-free trip to Bali? Guys, if I was Oprah Winfrey, I would be handing out single tickets to every mother or parent to have one week with their friends. I can't tell you And well, I will tell you, it was, (laughs) I can tell you and I will, it was the best time of my life. And I'm going to tell you why you're probably, if you're listening, most of you are probably in the trenches. You're, You're waking up a lot. It is exhausting day in, day out. I get it. I have. You're our glimmer of hope that one day it is over. Dudes, fuck. I'm really regressing. I have been through it all three times and I'm telling you, I'm at a point in my life where I can go on a holiday for one week with my friends and leave my kids with my husband and everyone is happy. Everyone misses each other. Everyone, for some weird reason, when mum goes on holidays, they don't cry. A thousand percent. They they listen to dad. They cooperate. There's barely any fighting and no one's asking for 50 meals. It's just whatever dad. I don't know. Why are we recording this in Bali? I don't know. Let's (laughs) just say to get, let's continue that later. But it's not just that. So for, if you're a, if you're a parent, you will know that before kids, you would just take a shit and be like, woohoo, I don't care. And then you go on a plane and you'd be like, woohoo. Or you'd be like, no, sorry. No, you'd complain about the air travel and you'd be like, girl, all you had to do was sit there, read your book and watch a movie. It's okay. This time I walk in and I, one, walk onto that plane. I could be in between. I don't care who and sit right there and just, I just whip out a book. I whip out a book and I breathe in and I exhale because no one is touching me. No one's on my lap. No one is asking me to do anything. I can eat my own cheese and crackers that cost 80 bucks (laughs) and I have never been more stoked. And I can also go to the toilet on my own. There's not just that. It is going out to dinner and not second guessing that someone has got to put their shoes on or they've got to do this. It is going to a pool at a resort and floating in the pool and not going, is someone drowning? I've just got to make sure every two seconds. Cause in your bum brain, you're constantly yeah. going, Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. And it, it took count, a while for yeah. me to even do that. Yeah. The best thing about going with a mum friend is that you both sit there and talk about how these small, tiny yeah. moments are so massive to you. Yeah. And I'm saying, I get goosebumps. I This is one week out of a year, right? But I really make this a moment at the start of each year because, one, I'm fucking over the end of last year, but also because it is just so 
it, it changes the way I think I come back, re-energize for every single person, for myself. And it's just those little tiny things that you just don't get at home, even if you're just a few hours away. It's just not the same. It is so invigorating to do because I guess just you haven't done it for years. Like a lot of people don't have that opportunity at all. And a lot of people, especially when they have one or two or more kids, you just don't have that opportunity. I'm saying that maybe it is hard for a partner to go, oh, okay, I'll take X amount of time off work or I'll look after the kids or we'll get a strike. It will happen if you want it to work. It doesn't even have to be Bali. It can be wherever you want to go, just away with your girlfriends to really appreciate that time on your own. And you will just feel it is just, guys, if we could do one thing, if anyone's listening, Fiji tourism, <coughs> Bali tourism, <coughs> anyone, Italy <laughs> tourism, we will take you all on a bumpies tour happily for one week. And I think that, like, you know, for me right now, I can't go away for a week. I have, yeah, uh, you know, no, no, a no. one-year-old. But Nick and I, we sat down last night, you know, I was saying we have we're having the Sunday scaries. We're trying to get our head around the fact that school hours are short. Who's, we're trying to be more organized because I feel like last year with adding Pearl to the family, there was so much handballing back and forward. Like it's great that we're both so flexible with our work, but both of our works never really 100% switch off. So there was so much like, can you have Pearl while I do this? Oh, shit, who's doing pickup? Oh, my God, who's doing dinner tonight? Oh, Nick, obviously. Um, you know, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff back and forth. And we were like, we just want there to be more structure this year so that we look ahead at the week we know where our spare seconds are we know who's on for this who's on for that you know if something wraps up early we're like great I've got a couple of hours off all this kind of stuff we've just implemented something that I think is maybe a bit more bite-sized and it is that one evening a week we have it off. And Nick's is Wednesday night and mine is Thursday night. And I have actually messaged two of my friends and said, just letting you know, potentially have a discussion with your partners. Thursday night is free for me. I'm not saying we catch up every Thursday night, but how amazing if once a fortnight we went to the movies. How amazing if once a fortnight we did a yoga class together, went for a long walk and got a drink. Love it. But I was like, I am so... It's just one night a week Mm. and it's not the weekend where you like have stuff on and, you know, there's birthday parties and there's this and that and it's just one night. You don't have to worry about a babysitter. It's just like, nah, you're in charge of bedtime tonight. I'm out. And it doesn't matter what I do. I might not make plans, but I might be in my bloody bed reading my book, but I'm like, no one can get at me. And so that's what we're starting from this week. And I'm so excited and I hope it works. And I just feel like for those that feel like they want to start the year intentionally making space for themselves. And if, you know, I love hearing about you doing your week because I'm like, oh my goodness, my kids are going to get to the age at some point and some point soon because if this week has taught me anything it's they grow up so freaking fast fast. and I'm like I know that's ahead of me but right now how can I get those pockets and I think that's a great way to do it because realistically if you are you know with little ones you can't go overseas you can't do a lot of things just on your 
own. So that, you know, it's a, it's a goal to go, I'm telling you, when you do get to that point, it is absolutely invigorating and it is so special. And I think that is the bonus of being a parent is that you can really appreciate those times. And so did you miss your kids? Um, okay, so. <laughs> so <laughs> They're not listening, don't worry. No one report back to her kids, yeah, okay? And Harry doesn't listen either. Yeah. So I I was with two mums and they checked in with their kids. Their kids are younger than mine. Yeah. Uh, Mia has a bit of anxiety. We are, like, very attached. So yeah. when she leaves, usually it's a bit of, a, like, a big deal. She was phenomenal and the way it worked was she was actually better with less contact than more because then it was more apparent that I was away. So we made a choice that if she wanted to contact me, absolutely she could. My therapist also said if you could get them to change their mindset around you being away to Mm. saying to them, Every night or every day, I just want you to take one photo of the day that you've done something exciting and send it to me so I can know what you've done. So instead of looking at it like mum's away, I'm worried, it was like, oh, mum's away, I've got to get that photo of what we did today yeah. like, and I'm going to share it with her and then I'd send something back and yeah. say this is what I did today yeah. so it wasn't so overwhelming yeah. they're not all screaming in your face going mom I on the FaceTime you're talking to a forehead yeah, running around the, floor, the house feeling yeah. sick and I was just <laughs> like this is great so that really really worked and I I didn't really really miss them to be honest because I knew I was going to be back and my life and then you had 51 weeks of parenting dude, left to go for life, the year I just said do it again my I'm like I'm seriously like a teenager my my life. You're so relaxed. I'm dude. so relaxed, dude. I just can't believe you need where to get I back am, into man. some parenting. I'm going to go straight out <laughs> the way. No, I, I have not. My life is hectic. My life is always on the go. I am just that person in the family that, that doesn't stop. So, like, yes, Harry does a fabulous job, but it is all on my shoulders. It's just, it's like I'm 90% the person that goes. So, I really knew this year. And I, I really said to myself, you deserve it, Jade. You deserve yeah. every single piece of rest time. I read, are you ready for it? I read four books in oh 10 days. God, that talked dirty to me. That's that dirty ace. That's so out of control. Hard. Yeah. I've never been more impressed with myself in and my life. And they probably were dirty books too. They were dirty. That is a new chapter of our lives that we're going to bring to the pod. But, my God, there are some. Do you know how many people have written in wanting a dirty, book club? We are, we are going to But I just don't it. want to turn my reading into a burden and a task, which a task I know that sounds you, really harsh. So if someone has a fun way that we can incorporate and encourage this reading, please, please uh, let us know. I do. It's me. And it's literally, it is so spicy romance novels that have so many sex scenes. I thought I knew sex, but I don't. I there you have no idea. There are things that are happening in these books that I didn't think was this anatomically is, hey, possible. I'm just saying my <laughs> husband is absolutely tick of approval on all of this. He has like, jumped when's your on next, board. When's your next trip that you can get four books under your belt and come back with oh, all these new tricks? He has been, but it is it and I've spoken to a lot of other women that are reading these books as well and they're like it has opened another chapter of our lives and it's actually invited spice into our life again that okay the way I put it is when you fall in love you get married you have kids and then you kind of just go fuck no offense everyone but like is this it like yeah love my life but it's like I want butterflies more than well one time in my life but I don't want another husband these books give you that every time 
Every time. But then does your husband fulfill it even though you're reading about someone else? Oh, yes, he does. He is all on board because it's a it's a, it's a, a fictional, fa- yeah. it's a fantasy. And he's, if I'm allowed to, I'll have to ask him, if I'm allowed to share these details, I will share these details. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this has been, this is game changer. <laughs> fucking game you're changer. I reckon, we need, I reckon we need a book club mini episode because we've got so much time in the world to just talk about it and anyway we're getting off track jade 10 jades Um, one jade yeah well on the topic of going from 10 jades to one jade so we call regular jade 10 jades because there's always a lot 10 things happening there's 10 tabs open (laughs) not necessarily 10 tasks getting finished but 10 tasks (laughs) starting but you're a lot of the time down to one jade because why okay this has been huge, absolutely huge. Uh, before we closed off last year, we had an episode that some of you may have listened to and it was about ADHD in adults, um, particularly mums. And when we got off that chat, she actually said to me, I've listened you know, to you a lot on the podcast. That's a fair few hundred episodes. I'm quite certain, like 99.9% certain that you have ADHD. It's not been diagnosed. And I was like, this is what everyone's been saying. And I've really just sort of turned a blind eye. I sat there with it. She said, let me just flick you a test. And if it comes up with, you know, some things that align, then you can take it to your therapist. And I, it was a nine out of 10. Like it was just. But even during the recording, she was bringing up things and it was as though she was speaking about your life. A lot of, a lot of the moments that she shared, I was resonating with and I was like, wow, okay. So it played on my mind for a few weeks. And then I got to the point of speaking to my therapist and I'll be real honest right now, uh, for last year, they were tossing up between if I had bipolar or like a mood disorder, they couldn't work out what it was. And my psychiatrist said, Jade, try this medication, it's pretty much you'll either have it or you don't because the medication will pretty much let you know that it, it'll calm your brain down or you'll go off your tits and you'll be like, woohoo. I took the medication for the first week and I spoke to Sophie when she asked me how it was going and I'll try and find the recording but I burst into tears because for the first time in my life, instead of having 10 jade tabs open in my brain which are always half open and even when we record I will constantly have thoughts over other thoughts and I'll go in and out of the conversation I'm never really present I never remember what we're doing when I took this medication every single one of those doors shut and I had one single thought process I've got goosebumps and I'm not joking. Oh my gosh, you've actually got goosebumps all over you. I said to you, I could tell before we even met each other through the way you were texting me. I was like, I said, if this is what every normal, in quotations, normal person has been like gets to think like every day of their life and I've spent 36 years in hell. I can't fucking believe it. And so I continued the medication and it has been an absolute game changer. My anxiety lowered 
it lowers when I take the medication. Like it's just a, a hum. I, I definitely do have an anxiety disorder. That's no, you know, that's a given. But this here, what we've missed, this is this is the game changer. I am a, a literal inside. I'm the same ten jades, but I am so focused. I can read fucking four books in ten days. I mean, I think that says it in they itself. They need to have a naked cowboy in it, but still, <laughs> yeah, there needs to be a bit of porn. But other than that, it has been the most mind blowing discovery and I when we really went through it with a therapist it was just like but how do you feel like because as you say this has been 36 years is it relief and joy or is it sadness that this wasn't earlier like I have no time for looking back with sadness I have I have cried, I have begged, I've been terrified of myself, I have been in worlds of pain for years on and off and for me to feel like this every day. You're just going to take that as a gift. I will take it as it comes. I'm not saying like this has only been a few months. We don't know that, you know, I might have a a doubt. Let's see what happens. The point is every day I feel completely different and I can't thank that conversation and this podcast enough because I really don't even think I would have gotten to that point if I hadn't have had that. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you for putting up with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of me. I'm proud of us. Speaking of being proud, let's talk about kids starting school. Let's. So Pops, my eldest, who's nearly six, she started Big school. I'm just going to call it big school and preschool yeah, cool. today because there's people from all different states and Australia can't yeah. get it together on <laughs> calling it the one thing. So she started big school today and Goldie, my second, who just turned four, she started preschool. And I just want to send so much love out there to any other parents whose kids are starting school. I... I've kind of looked at it in other years and I think it's so often unless you're going through it yourself that you're kind of like, oh, yeah, well, that's like, you know, an inevitable milestone, like, yeah, school, like, yeah, then they're just on the hamster wheel for 13 years, you know. It has been so monumental. I feel so proud. I feel I feel really glad that we kept Poppy back. Well, we didn't even keep her back, but instead of being the youngest in the class, she's now one of the oldest. And she's just so ready. And we were so fortunate this morning. She just walked straight in there, sat down. She's just so excited and so ready. And I'm sure there'll be days that aren't like that. And then Goldie was the complete opposite. You know, we stayed in her classroom for an hour. When we left, she was screaming. I was like heartbroken. It was so hard. You know, I thought that Poppy starting big school would be the hard part, but Mm. it's, you know, Goldie starting preschool that's really hard. All her daycare that she's ever gone to, she's always had Poppy with her Mm. because Poppy did preschool at the daycare that Goldie went to. And I think it's so often with the second child that, you know, Poppy is her safety blanket and Poppy's friends have always been her friends or her friend's younger siblings have always been her friends. You know, she's never really had the opportunity to pick her friends and pick who she hangs out with. And so in one breath, I'm so excited excited for her but I felt like I just like left her there so naked almost because she didn't have Poppy 
she didn't have like a teacher she knew she she's 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 a very like attached and clingy kid and you know we just had to walk out of the classroom because we're like we can't wait here any longer and she doesn't know any of the kids and I'm just like oh my gosh in a four-year-old's brain that is so so much and we missed our orientation because we were away and then you get the guilts because I'm like gosh did we do her a disservice if there's anyone who would do well out of going to an orientation it's her but I know that it's just such a good place for her. And I guess it's just another one of those reminders that when they're so young, it just feels like it's going forever and forever and forever. And it's so cliche, but you just blink and it's like Poppy's in school five days a week. And I only get to like properly hang out with her on the weekends and and I'm so excited and I'm also like mourning not being with her and it's just this constant like push-pull of all these feelings of, yeah, and they're just really cool conversations around, you know, Poppy saying she's excited, Goldie saying she's nervous, me admitting to them that I was nervous and having to explain to them mm. why that was and, yeah, seeing in their, them even in their school uniform was such a – Oh my trip gosh. for me because I'm so excited that they're going to wear a school uniform every day because they are so opinionated in what they wear and often their opinions oh. of what they wear is in stark contrast <laughs> with what I would like them to be wearing but I'm all about letting them wear what they want so I'm excited that it's just like this is what you put on in the morning but then I'm also like they get in their uniform and I'm like that's not you where, where, where's Let's the look of like a unicorn's farted yeah, all over no. you? Do you know what I mean? And so I'm almost excited, and I know this won't last, but I'm excited to get them this afternoon and get them home and be like, change into whatever yeah. clothes you want to wear. Wear three singlets and a skirt over a pair of pants if you want. Like I don't care. And I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's just like big fucking feelings. Uh, massive feelings. I think that we really emphasize how our kids feel and obviously yes they're big feelings, but I think it really is how the parents feel. Like I've been surrounded by we were we were going to send Yumi this year and we decided to she turns 5 in March, so we've decided she can go next year. And I I watch all these mums and they are they're just they're so emotional because it is such a big thing. You've nursed these children every Every single day, and yes, they've had daycare. Maybe, maybe not. And then they're off, and they're. It is. It's a big. It's a big life changing moment. But the thing about how close your two have been, mine when they were sixteen months apart, and me, I had to go to big school, and Billy was in preschool. Was that? the character building mm. that we saw in Billy because mm, she was very nervous and the independence and the way she chose friends based on how she was as a I person, know. this is what you're going to see and you're going to go, oh, my gosh, yeah, you maybe your aren't just pain. what I thought you yeah. were. You're turning into your own human and that there. And I even said to her teacher because they're – at the same school but just in different sections and I said look if she has a lot of trouble like a hug from Poppy Q is anything like she's in this class if you need to go get her and I think the teacher was probably thinking like she doesn't need Poppy like she's her own human she needs to learn to you know and I'm sure if shit hit the fan and you know they called us and we needed to go get her I'm sure they would you know get Poppy in to help her but I'm just like I'm super excited to see what comes of it and I just did I've always thought of school as being like so clinical and it doesn't suit everyone and you know that so often school puts like academics before everything else but it's like now that we're here
here and I'm really happy with the school they're going to. I'm just like, fuck, they're little like humans just ready to take on the world. And a kind reminder to everyone, including you this afternoon, that they will be exhausted And they may not want us to talk to you at all about it. Yeah, and I need to remind myself that just because Poppy waltzed on in today doesn't mean she's going to waltz on in on Thursday or Wednesday or next Monday or transition that first term. Yeah, and then on top of that, my baby turns one on Wednesday. Yeah, there's a lot going on in January, (laughs) isn't there? (laughs) There's a lot going on this week. Baby Pearl is one. Where does time fly? One. And I've got these weird guilts. I've got this weird thing like I've been too busy for her. But I know that's just a part of having three kids and I love my work and all of this, but I'm just like, have I been too busy for you? But fuck, she's had such a good first year. And I need to remember that she was like, like I was so chronically sleep deprived last year and I'm really excited to, you know, I still know sleep's going to be all over the place here and there but in general she's better and I'm just like oh I'm so excited to be me but hopefully me with a little bit more sleep and how much more I can give to others and to myself but I'm just like how is she one and she's my last baby and it's just um anyway we're really feeling the feels this way we are Sophie also has her period if everyone wants to know so just just to top it all off and can we talk about how your period gets worse with every child whether that's mentally physically I even um called up my dad and I said and I don't recommend everyone chat to their dad about this this is just because my dad's a gynecologist if you didn't know from other episodes but I even called him up and I said what's the deal do periods legitimately get worse with each baby and he said of course they do because your uterus gets bigger and so I like I don't want to misquote him but I'm pretty sure what he meant is like so there's like more build up and your period does affect you more but I'm like why do I also get so stabby like literally want to stab anyone within my sights and anyway do you want to hear where I'm at with the period cycle yeah it's Larry I thought we were in sync are we not anymore no we are I just mean that I have a 10 day PMS Like it starts at, if I literally like clockwork, look at my app, I'll go, oh, I want to kill mainly Harry. I look at it and I'm like, oh, 10 days out from a period, guaranteed every time. And it lasts until the day of my period. So Harry said, let me get this straight. How long are you good for? He said, so you have a 10 days before your period, (laughs) then you have your period. And then you probably have about four or five days where you're actually like, good to go <laughs> and then you're back with PMS. I said, yes, that's where we're at. Whiplash. And when you're good to go, you're like, Harry, get and the cowboy boots on. We're trying to. We've never tried before. <laughs> anyway, we've got one last thing that we want to talk about one in this big episode one. and it's our final baby. We'd love to call it our baby. It's a beautiful and we're really proud of this and we're going to be biased and we're going to call it beautiful, a beautiful mini series that we are bringing out. It starts this Thursday and it's called Behind the Bump and it is co-hosted with the beautiful Lakshmi and she has done so much work mm-hmm. behind the scenes for Behind the Bump, finding these beautiful guests that we speak to. And basically there are personal stories of IVF, of surrogacy, of adoption, of so many different routes to becoming a parent and we just think this is such an important 
conversation to have. We understand that sometimes for those that are struggling to conceive, beyond the bump might be a little bit triggering as we, you know, complain about our kids and complain about tantrums. So this is a safe space for people that, you know, it is trickier behind the scenes. And it's also, I think, a really important space for anyone to listen because not having gone through these things myself, the amount that I have learned yeah, the education. through these conversations, I think I would be able to have so much more empathy and understanding for those going through it. Absolutely. So. And if there is anyone out there or you do know of anyone out there that has a, a, a personal story that they would like to chat about or share or delve into, we have a Facebook group for Behind the Bump purely dedicated to support these women So please head over to there. We will link that in the show notes. Yeah, and we hope that you love this new mini series as much as we do. We would love to do it again Mm -hmm. if it, you know, if it resonates resonates how we hope it does. And thank you so much, Bumpies, for joining us for another year of Beyond the Bump. We have so much planned for this year. And if there's anything you would like to hear from us, anyone you would like us to chat to, any topics you would like us to delve into, you know, if you want more of something or less of something. No, don't tell us if you want less of something. Just tell us if you want more (laughs) of something. Don't do a review (laughs) unless it's good and five stars. Please give us a five-star review and we are so excited for 2024. So we're going to be in ears and make up for the lost time that we weren't in ears. Twice a week Twice for the next week. 10 weeks. You're welcome. There might even be an extra bonus yeah, episode we there somewhere. Some, some extras in there. But thanks, Bumpies. We love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.